This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. see how this goes because i was gonna like do a game but i was like i don't i'll make the game up as i go along oh like the game of life (laughs) are we are we not already in a game we're in a game we're in a simulation we're we're all did you hear that they nasa found (laughs) this immediate excitement (laughs) honestly yes did we start are we going not quite yet okay but i am starting my rant on how cool this is okay nasa found really high energy particles somewhere in the world that would like prove that there's a parallel universe with reverse time and it's the news is not covering it i mean baby steps they've only just like confirmed that ufos are real yeah and then there was a whole conspiracy about like oh funny that this is coming out now when right. nobody's paying attention to totally stuff like you know you know i only just found out during quarantine actually that pluto is not a planet you just found that out yeah i don't <gasps> remember when they... they got kicked off the roster yeah, years ago i did it where was i not in school but it's like <laughs> it like makes me so sad because like nine planets sounds like okay don't get me wrong eight, i can't wait to hear where this goes <laughs> it's so stupid eight is my favorite number so you would think that i'd be like cool eight planets but i just keep thinking about like you know did you ever have to like create the solar system as like your science project in elementary school probably like nine is just such a good number for something that's spherical when it's eight like it, <gasps> i agree it's no yeah. longer because when fluid. you just think, and when you think about like this rotating galaxy, solar system of planets, this is the universe pitching its idea to create the solar system. <laughs> I just he's think like, after two glasses of rosé, he's like, just hear me out. Uh, it's a lot of big circles but in like, space. But think about it too, aesthetically speaking. Like all you have are these like big, big planets, and like Pluto was this like tiny little thing. It just kind of balanced the scale of like, it was a run. These massive planets. Yeah. Yeah. The runt ones are always so cute. It's so sad. Nine, any odd number actually is really good for plating. That's a tip that I've learned watching master classes. You know, today. I started a game and I was like, let's all like look at our YouTube history, our oh, recent YouTube history. No. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> mine was plant videos, yeah. mad fit workout videos. Same. And then Harry Styles. Just <laughs> that. Those, those were, Just Harry Styles. Yeah. Th- those are the only three things in my feed. Well, mine's like, probably the last like 10 videos. 
eco-friendly and like how to compost stuff. It's like, what are we all looking up while we're in quarantine? What are we all looking up? Yeah, That's right? fascinating. It's fun times. I think my Google search history is probably worse than my YouTube oh, gosh. history. I don't even want to know what I've been looking up. I think the last thing I searched besides outdoor bistro table was how do you know if you have a impulsive shopping disorder? Like, I think I might have an issue, but that's okay. Well, I think you rubbed off on me because there has not been a day that has gone by that I haven't bought something on Amazon. Oh, no. It's so backwards because I'm like, how do I become more eco-friendly? And it's like, stop ordering so many goddamn packages. Oh, yeah. Amazon's not the best with that, huh? They are doing something, though, where I think like they'll give you a discount if you're like, I don't need this right away. So you can ship all my things on Wednesdays. Right. And so they condense everything into like less boxes, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. There's a there was a big pile of boxes that were just piling up there in I the know. corner of my dining room. It's like no one's coming over. So. Right. I mean, I don't need to throw this out anytime soon. I'm not embarrassed about it. You could use the company at this point. Like makes me feel like I did do something during quarantine. Right. You have something to show for it. This big ass pile of boxes. Yes. I've never spent so much time on Amazon and I'm getting weird things now. (laughs) What's the weirdest thing you've bought lately? Well, the plastic squeegee bottles. That's not weird. You're super into forestry. (laughs) What do you call it? I'm going to call it forestry now. (laughs) What are you calling it? Plant having? I mean, I've just been saying... Green thumb airy. Yeah, but I've been calling myself the green queen. Love that. That's my new... The green corn queen. Oh, no. I'm going to have to change it again. (laughs) I thought I was clever with green queen, but now green corn queen. It's so much... I sound like I'm drunk. I'm the green corn queen. It does. (laughs) Okay, let's begin. Now that uh, the listeners have that. That was the prequel. In their ear holes. Yeah, because we're about to like really switch gears here. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip and a podcast and a podcast. It's a podcast. We are coming live, not live. We are alive from my couch. (laughs) I should retake this, but the thing about podcasts is this is what it is, baby. This is unfiltered, unabridged unedited until i edit it (laughs) welcome to another episode of just a tip it's usually a podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips and maybe it will also be that for this episode but usually there's some structure today amanda souk is here she's been on the podcast twice already i think booty freaking who you've also done a live podcast oh yeah that was so fun pittsburgh and now we are here doing i guess like the next iteration of a return guest this time we're just going to talk thematically and amanda and i talk day in day out almost every day all day (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of days (laughs) oh and at this point they're all the same day because quarantine life is just this is part of the cosmos as well. There's, you can't, it's nebulous. You can't hold it. It's just one long life. This is our new life. And in our new life, social media plays a big part. And that is my segue into telling you that this episode is going to be about jealousy in comparison. Because I feel like you and I talk so much about deep concepts. Deep con. Like, this is not a deep <laughs> concept. We do talk a lot about concepts. And I think jealousy in comparison is one that's been coming up 
it's been peppered in our life of living together and living apart for quite some time. Like even when we were roommates and now that we are not like it still comes up and I'll start with this. I'm still stuck on equally about tangents as it is about tips. And I was like, wow, that's a good brand line. Cool. Thank you. Tangents and tips. Tips and tangents. Yeah. It's another new podcast. It's really it. I mean, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's just this pod. But I feel like jealousy and comparison is something that we're going to be dealing with for the rest of our lives. Do you think that anyone is not jealous at all? I think people can be not jealous people, but... I think there will always be moments of jealousy, I'm going to steal your word, peppered throughout our life. Yeah. I don't think there's a end to it. Like I was talking to a friend of mine about Saturn return, and I've talked about it on this podcast before too. Quickest way to say Saturn return is every 30 years, Saturn returns back to the same place that it was when you were born. So it's basically reshuffling the deck to where it allows you to steer into the direction that you want to go with your life. So... Mm around 27 to 30, you have like this huge upheaval and exodus of all the negativity or toxicity in your life. And then you can go on to doing what is meant for you. I'm trying to think if that's true for my life. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like big, just so. big changes, whether that's career or relationship or familial or with yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know what my theory is on 26, so, or 25, <laughs> 26. Oh my God, 25, 26. Let's talk about it. 25, 26, my theory on 25, 26 is like, I know people would be like, yeah, quarter life crisis, but it's specifically from 25 to 26, any, yeah. anywhere in that span. I found this to be more true in females, but you know, guys, maybe this applies to you too, but there's always like a seismic shift in a young girl's life around yeah. that time where big decision is made like a lot of girls I know that were in long-term relationships and I mean like two three years plus mm. have this like epiphany where there are things that they want to do differently in their life and that includes getting out of a relationship not necessarily because something horrible per se happened but because I think there's a greater calling mm -hmm. that is tugging at them and it's making them want to find this new independence yeah but it's so specific to that age and you know for me like I wasn't dating anyone when I was 25 26 but I was very married to my work at the time my job then and after having been there for three years running this studio I was like I'm not doing what I th think I'm supposed to be doing with my life mm -hmm. and it was really hard to say goodbye but I said goodbye. Then I went into my late 20s and that was a lot of figuring out which direction I wanted to be going in. And now here we are. So maybe I've had my Saturn return. Yeah, I think that it definitely happened for me at 25. But I feel like it's like you're finally understanding the gravitas of how you've been living and if it's the right way to go. Mm. It's almost like I was reading this book and it was like, when Native Americans back in the day were making a decision, they would think seven generations ahead. Have you seen there's like a little dishwashing soap called Generation or uh, Seven Generations? Yeah. I think that's what it's made from. I think their whole thing, this is literally just because I read one sentence in a book and my brain was like, this is how it all makes sense. I think that that brand is saying 
we have really clean, eco-friendly products so that seven generations from now will have a better world than today if you buy our product. That's what I think it means because they are thinking ahead. Like Native American seven generation mindset is like, how will this decision affect not only the next generation, but seven ones from now on? Future generations. I mean, that's a difficult concept for my brain to wrap around because I can barely think about what to do tomorrow. Right. But I mean, like, I think when you're 25, 26, yeah. you're starting to think seven generations. Yeah, and what that, your seven generations could be five years. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. I've had a, a rebirth of that mindset because lately I've been thinking about, are we just starting on tangents? Yep. Not what? <laughs> I've recently been thinking more about, perhaps it's birthed from the quarantine time, but like what contribution am I really making to this world? I was thinking that too. I was thinking that with my content, like I just did this hula hoop video, which is, it's all just fun, but I think people need fun in quarantine yeah. right now. But at the same time, I'm like, how is this helping? And maybe it is helping with people having a better time or like not feeling so alone. But I'm like, could I be doing something that's a little bit more educational? Maybe. And, and I can, like I can also pepper those in. My question to you is, is this something that you were thinking about for a long time or is it like just a one-time thing? And you're like, oh, today I didn't help. And then you think that you consistently never help. I think it was a general awakening of the state I was in, not one specific moment or one specific thing or one specific day where I was like, oh, I did nothing useful today. The day that I had this epiphany, I remember I was thinking a lot about acting and the last four years of my life have been me obsessed with pursuing acting and how to navigate that industry and how to get auditions and get jobs and get to tell great stories, which I do think entertainment is important to this world. It is escapism as much as it is a way to bond, being able to feel seen and empathized with, to relate to something, like all those things are wonderful feelings. But at the same time, I was like, I, I think I just started wondering those things aren't completely in my control so when I think about the things that are in my control am I using any of those things to really again contribute anything to this world and have like a longer lasting effect than you know like a one and a half hour film yeah that's gonna get thrown away on dvd right <laughs> uh, yeah that's a really fascinating concept that I've been toying with too well before you say what you're gonna say I I do want to say that your your content I mean, you kind of already said that it can be a mix of things, but I don't think it needs to be exclusively one thing or another because the ones where it is maybe a little bit more lighthearted are just as important as like maybe the educational ones. But I think it's you also have to look at the deeper thing. Like, I mean, again, to bring up the hula hoop video, <laughs> I've been telling Megan for weeks now that it's been my favorite thing. You love this video I and really it makes love, me so happy. But I think it's, it's the deeper meaning behind it and I know you didn't necessarily make it with this deeper meaning behind it but when I look at it I look at someone who literally took something they had no idea how to do and took time every day to practice it and then got this end result it wasn't like oh I just picked it up and figured it out or like picked right. it up and I was naturally good at it no like you took something you did not know how to do you put in the work 
you were very disciplined about it because I remember you would tell me like you spent X amount of time outside today. Two hours usually. You know, <laughs> working on hula hooping. Yeah. And it's that to me is like at just as much as it was lighthearted and fun to watch and it will make people smile. It's also the fact that like we we're capable human beings. Yeah. We just we have to be focused and disciplined enough to put in the work to do it. Like if I sat there and spent two hours trying to learn a new language every day, I would know another language right now, but I just haven't put in the work yet. Yeah. I I think about it and I think it's a novel idea, but (laughs) I just haven't done the work. And so you see this video and it's like, yeah, you can do it. You just need to focus. I think that goes for everything though. Like weight loss or learning a new skill or therapy, inner work. It's just actually doing the work and a lot of times it's not as hard as it seems maybe it's scary for sure Mm -hmm. but it's not very hard I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today about losing weight we've both lost a little bit of weight and really all we've done is clean up our diet and walk a ton and walking is not hard if you're lucky enough to be able to do it all you need to do is go outside and do it and that's it it's just being consistent there's that saying that's like Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And it's true. Like some of the most successful people are not the most talented. They're just the most. They're the hardest working. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah, They just haven't stopped. They believed in themselves enough to keep going. And that's what I think it is. It's like, do you believe in yourself enough for this? Yeah. Do you want this? Do you like yourself enough to put in the work for it? I mean, if we want to loop it around back to the original <laughs> topic of Let's do it. jealousy to and this. comparison, it's so funny because, you know, again, I'll look at this hula hoop. How, how many times am I going <laughs> to reference this hula hoop video? Well, like I look at the hula hoop video and it's kind of hard not to be jealous that like it only took you two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I know it sounds stupid for me to say, but then at the same time, like, what am I jealous of? Because we have the same kind of starting point, you know? You yeah. Like, the only thing you did differently is you bought the <laughs> correct hula hoop. I mean, we all have time right now. Like, I have two hours a day to practice if yeah. I wanted to. Like, the only thing different was the mindset. It's so funny that I sat there being like, why can't I do things like this? But but you can. Yeah. <laughs> you just aren't, it just depends on what you want and how much of it you want. And how bad you or want how it. how bad you want it. Yeah. I, I think it always comes down to that. I mean, that's like a big thing. Like, how bad you want it. Right? Do people say that? I think so. Like, I, I mean, I've always been told, like, if you want something bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes to get it. Slytherin mentality. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter lately. I'm, I support it. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> But, like, that's the thing, because I'm not necessarily lacking anything. I mean, I can buy the hula hoop. The only thing I was lacking was just the motivation. But, like, that doesn't mean I don't have it. I just, I have to get up and do it. It's just like any other thing. Like you said, with walking, you just have to get up and do it a lot of times. And I don't know why so often in my life I'll sit there being like, I wish this or I wish that. But I'm not lacking those things. I just, do I really want it badly enough? Yeah. I think that's what I have to start questioning. I had a friend tell me a couple years ago that I said that I wish I had things a lot. Like I would Mm. see some girl speaking French and I'd be like, I wish I could speak French. Or I would see someone do improv comedy and I'd be like, I wish I could do improv comedy. 
And she was like, you say you wish for things a lot. And I would love to see you own up to what you can do. Or if you really want to, then to do them. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. I just had no, especially with comedy, like I had no confidence in it. And I was like, yeah, I wish I could be outgoing. I wish I could meet people. I wonder how much I say that too. We should all question ourselves and do a deep dive to see how much we are saying we wish for something. Right. And like, I feel like when you say you wish, it's because you think you lack it and that you can't have it. For me personally, I think it's actually me saying it because I'm wishing for things that don't come easily for me. And so I just don't want to put in the work to do it. And maybe that's the same with me being more outgoing. Like you could, but you just, it's not, it just doesn't come easy. I don't know if it's necessary that it's out of reach. I'm just not born with it or it's just not easy, but that doesn't mean you can't learn that skill as well. Like you learning to be more outgoing can happen just as you learn a hula hoop skill. Right. It's just a matter of making the decision to do it and then following through. Yeah. You may not like it. Yeah. I don't think I would like it. But that's, (laughs) that's a whole different thing. Cause like, I know for me, I don't love being outgoing, but I know I can turn it on when I need to. Yeah. I think like when I, this is definitely turning it all the way back to, to jealousy and comparison. When I see some of my friends or just some other people be able to strike up a conversation with a stranger and then just instantly become best friends or like instantly be magnetized. Mm. It's like, ah, like, why can't I do that? And I think it's so easy to compare ourselves, especially with social media of like, why not me? Why can't I? I remember liking this guy so much and he ended up being with somebody else. And every time this happens, we ask ourselves, what does she have that I don't have? Mm. And I was thinking about that the other day and trying to like twist it in a better way of like, don't think that, but think of all the good things that you have. But it's like, that's not helpful. That's just like a nice thing to say. When we think about that question, what does she have that I don't have? I think the main toxic part about it is that we're focused on two wrong things. We're focused on somebody else. And the second is coming from a place of lacking or scarcity. So those two things right there are already negative by themselves, but put together is a combination for disaster. Maybe it is a mindset shift of like, what do I have that I love? But the question still stands like that doesn't help. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As nice as that sounds, it's not helping anything. How do we, if we want to start like contributing, how can we help someone that's thinking that now? Like how can we help someone that's comparing themselves to somebody else and like sizing them up? The thing, I think I said this to you a while ago. I remember exactly where I was. I was at a test shoot for a show and there was like a bunch of other hosts and everybody was way more outgoing than me. I was sizing myself up against them. And I wrote in my journal later that day that as soon as you rank yourself amongst other people, you've already lost. I remember when you tweeted that too, even. I probably did. Possibly. (laughs) My journal ends up on Twitter all the time. (laughs) Just quick little excerpts. I do remember you saying that though. And it's a weird, never ending blanket of... (laughs) emotions and feelings because even going back to the whole scenario of liking someone and then them ending up with someone else I mean there's so much mixed into that beyond just jealousy but see like now we're getting into I think like a not so clear-cut discussion (laughs) topic because I think when we struggle with things like jealousy 
I mean, we've talked about this before, like the whole scarcity mindset, thinking we lack stuff. And I know it doesn't necessarily help to think about all the things that we do have. But I think it that is important because I think if we lose sight of what makes us us, like having that confidence in what our identity is, then you kind of start to see that it maybe it wasn't you per se. Like, I mean, because you are so confident in your identity, like that might be why the person that you're interested in is not ready to be with someone like you. Not because you were lacking, but because you were so abundant that they then are possibly jealous of all the things that you have. Like we all have such weird, skewed perceptions of ourselves and each other. Like I used to always wonder, I wish I could see myself the way other people saw me. So I did this thing. I was just going to bring it up. Yeah, where I asked like, five or six of my closest friends what they thought my strengths were I know what I think my strengths are but I was just so curious how other people saw me as well and then I did this word map to see what were the most common repeated words yeah and I was just so fascinated because the whole practice behind doing that was because I wanted to see if I was using those repeated words and owning up to those things and then using those strengths then to be what I lay my contributions on like that would be my foundation But the reason why I say it's like this never-ending blanket is because we'll never really get to see how other people see us. And so this is just like a constant flux of, again, emotions. Because as much as like we try to take control of our thoughts and have power over our thoughts, yeah, we can be consistent. But we're always going to have those days or moments where we just kind of slip into that black hole again. But I think there is always a way out. It's just just funny because jealousy is such a – it's such a dangerous – hole to fall into and then I think of course like the longer we stay in that hole the more we lose sight of who we are and how much we do own in our identity then that's when we do become that jealous person as opposed to just having moments of jealousy yeah because we start to lose sight of the value that we bring yeah and I think like the reason we kind of wanted to talk about jealousy in comparison is because I think especially in this time of quarantine where we are a little bit more confined I think you can fall in kind of two categories. Either you're spending so much time on your computer, on screen, on the internet, on social media, that you're only dealt these cards of comparison because of how much you're consuming and seeing versus Mm. the other flip side where you kind of take this time to then work on all the things that you never really had time for before, like your house or your health or uh, anything that you might have been putting off. And I think I kind of started to slip into this period of time where I was just constantly seeing other people through social media. And I felt myself becoming a jealous person. Well, yeah, even as opposed to moments of jealousy. Totally. I think that the people that are sharing, if they are being hyperactive, I guess, like the people that are doing all those things that you just mentioned. And if you're not at that one point in time, then you're like, Oh my God, like, cause we do all have the same amount of time, but we don't have the same amount or we don't have the same elements. We don't have the same circumstances. So seeing someone do a million things and then you feeling bad cause you're not doing those things. You guys are different people. We don't want the same things. And like, we are doing what I think we're doing what we want for the most part during quarantine. I mean, I'll piggyback on that though, because something you said was, is really important. It's like, Your circumstances are different, but also so might your priorities and your wants. Like, that's huge. And I have to realize, like, 
going back to the whole I wish mentality, like, yeah, I can wish certain things, but like, again, if I wanted it badly enough, I would do it. Like Mm -hmm. I wished I had like a nicer place and I've been wishing that for so long. It just wasn't high up on my priority, but now I kind of have time and thankfully I'm in a better place financially to be able to invest in these things now. And so now it has moved up on my priority list and I am doing it now, you know? And so it is a matter of just like our wants are different as people. So yeah, we can sit there and say, oh, I wish this or this that I want to have because I saw someone else have it. I mean, Mm. do you really want it? Like question it. Do you really want it that badly? That's the worst way to want something is just because somebody else has it i think that we've been so used to that mentality for so long if we see some person wearing something that looks amazing on them and Mm -hmm. we're like i want that because they look amazing in it and then you try it on and looks god awful it's like then okay then don't buy it i think i've done this before too it's like oh i don't care if it looks bad on me i like it because it looked good on them and if they look like that in it then i want to wear it and it's like at some point you have to ask yourself like exactly we said do I really want this does this suit me does this make me feel better and I think wrapping that back to jealousy like if it doesn't make you feel better don't look at it like limit your social media intake or like unfollow the people that you feel jealous about or mute them at least if you don't want to unfollow them I did that not too long ago I remember one time I went into my session and I told my therapist I was like I'm having a lot of jealousy around this one creator because I think she does her thing so well and my therapist is like well do you do that and I'm like well I do that that's one of 10 things that I do and then she was like say that again like you do 10 more things than this girl that does the one thing very well I was like yeah and she was like give yourself a break like you're comparing one tenth of you to 100% of them. Mm -hmm. You have so much more than what you're giving yourself credit for. You're comparing this one thing that you kind of do and maybe you aren't the best at it because you do so many other things to this person's final product and their everything. And not to discredit her at all, she's an incredible creator. But at the same time, it's like, we're different people, we have different everythings. Mm -hmm. So if you're jealous about this girl, stop watching her and I then I was like well she's a good creator and I can learn from her I can learn from her editing style I can learn from her humor I can learn from her actual educational material I don't even remember what she said I think she was just like does it make you feel good and I was like nope she was like get her out (laughs) I was like cool you can learn from other people you can Mm. learn from other things you can learn from books that you don't compare yourself with do you know what I mean like I feel like there's ways that we can get out of these holes and we can get the same materials in a different form. Like if you follow a, an influencer, or a fashion girl, because you like the way that they dress, learn what that style is and just Google it or like read a book on it. Get away from people that you can compare yourself with too much. I don't know. Maybe that's easier. I don't know. Easier said than done. Well, it's like, what if you consistently compare yourself with someone that you love? That would be harder, right? I mean, not to get super personal, but like, to get real that while we lived with each other got to that point I mean and I was fully aware that we're two different people but at the same time it became such a in your face like look at this girl go and then I felt like my steps were so baby in comparison Mm. and you know there's the word like why why even am I comparing because we're pursuing two completely different things but you know in all the years that we lived with each other I didn't love you any less but it did definitely get difficult because instead of I think learning 
from it and being motivated by it. Like older me now, I think is motivated by your strengths. But I think back then when I was a little bit younger and more naive, it was so frustrating because I didn't know what else I could do differently at the time. In hindsight, though, I'm like, well, was I really working all that hard? I think I wasn't doing just the one thing of acting, just like a little all over the place. And at the time I was like, yeah, go wherever the wind takes me, free flowing. And I think my passions were strong for these things I was doing, but my work ethic wasn't necessarily strong for what I was doing. So the easier thing to do was sit and complain and be like, look at this girl who is younger than me. And I kept thinking of these scenarios of like, I remember when you first moved to LA and I was the one kind of like introducing you to people. And then like fast forward four years later, we're about to not live with each other anymore. It was like five years or something. And she's like already got her own place and she's got her own car and she's got like such nice things. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, she excelled so quickly. Whereas like I've been here in LA a few more years than she has, but I kind of feel like I'm still in the same place. But like, what am I jealous of? Because we didn't have the same circumstances. We didn't put in the same amount of work. It wasn't like, oh, I did just as much as you. And then you just got dealt better cards. Yeah. No, I, I didn't put in the same amount of work if I'm real with myself. So that was just like a hard pill I had to chew and swallow <laughs> you chew your pill <laughs> sorry hard what, what's the saying what's the phrase hard pill like, I had how to swallow. is your health are you okay <laughs> but like that was a, a huge turning point for me because I, I think it was one of the first like real tangible things that I experienced with jealousy and then kind of had to deal with it head on because I think I could have allowed it for it to build some kind of resentment out of nothing that was only something I was creating on my own end mm. or I could address it and you being someone that I love and being my closest friend, share and you helped me through that. Like you understood that. And so like, let's figure this out together. It's scary. It's two-sided because on one side's party, you have to be willing and brave enough to make the confrontation happen and Absolutely. like address it, which was so scary to admit that you're jealous of someone, especially someone you're super close with. And then for the other party to like be willing and understanding and be there to listen and accept that person for where they're at. But I think even before it comes to the confrontation, it starts with the bravery and strength that it takes the person that's jealous to be honest with themselves enough to admit their jealousy to themselves. Yeah. First. And naming it. Yeah, for sure. And then being able to go to someone and and that's when it becomes situational on what is your relationship with the close people around you. Because if we both weren't in a mindset of like, unconditionally loving each other then it might have been hard but we cared about each other and understanding but it it definitely comes down to you figuring it out for yourself first and being able to call yourself out on it for sure because like even recently in talking about struggling with jealousy again I think for a period of time I was in such denial like I didn't want to admit that it was jealousy because I was like I've been there I've done that I don't want to be that person again so just like for the longest time was like no, no, I'm not jealous. I'm upset, but I'll get over it. Like, no, like you're jealous. <laughs> like call it out and then figure out like what the root of it is. But yes, yeah, the only the way root. You, yeah, and the only way you can do that again first is like call yourself out on it, you know? Absolutely. Don't just be like, all right, cool, I'm jealous. Like, no, like figure out what the root is and like see if there's something you can do about it. Yeah. Naming the jealousy is the starting line. That's where you begin. If you go, oh, I'm jealous, and that's like the biggest Mount Everest, and you go, okay, I'm tired. I'm never going to climb a mountain again. 
you haven't even laced your shoes yet. Yeah. As soon as you tell yourself you're jealous, you're ready for the hike. You are ready for the summit. Strap in. And that's doing the work again. I feel like I'm just staring at you wondering where all these metaphors are coming from. Like, I've never hiked a mountain in my life. Like, where? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I always ask you to hike and you're like, I don't like hiking. I literally hate it. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what is this hiking metaphor? <laughs> I, it's, it's the worst exercise there is. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a cute is what we aim for song that has a lyric in it that says, Jealousy's the cousin of greed. And I think it's like, we just want more. We as humans are just like, we want more. We want everything. We want it to be free. We want it to be easy. And so when we see somebody else excelling in something, it's like, well, they have it easier than I do, or they're getting everything. And like, I want some of it. We're almost like self-sabotaging and just yeah. constantly unable to see that we do have enough. It's the scarcity yeah. mindset. Oh, I wonder if everyone has it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a universal thing, but I think it is definitely a common thing that yeah. it is a common struggle. It's so easy to dwell on lack and dwell on negativity. I think I've talked about this before, like the whole mindset of how it, I think it only takes like six seconds for like the negative things to stick and like twice as long for the positive things to stick in our memories. So it's easy and quick for us to recall negativity in our lives. So you have to physically put in more work mm -hmm. to recall the positive things. Do you think from a caveman standpoint, I guess, our brains and bodies have like hardly gotten that you know how technology gets crazy every year yeah. and they say like the rise in technology is astronomical i feel like our brain and body hardware hasn't been updated since we created the wheel like <laughs> you know we barely can do anything new but i think that all of this is inherently embedded in us in order to feel these threats i guess i'm gonna call negativity threats so maybe that's why we can ingrain them so quickly is because we are trying to warn off harm and threat that's why something sticks so easily if it's negative mm -hmm. because when we touch something and it burns us we know not to touch it again 
Right. When something harms us, we learn quicker because we don't want to feel pain. And so it's easy for us to like like, survivalist. Yeah. So when something negative happens, we remember it harder so that we don't get hurt. We're basically trying to arm ourselves to never feel bad. That makes sense. But again, I think like, I don't know if this is like a thing that keeps getting passed down. And so then the way we think or function, then we pass that down. Because like, you know, you bring up cavemen, like I think about the Bible and you have generations and generations of these historical stories that continue to apply to us to this day. Well, why is that? Mm. Has our mindset not evolved then since thousands of years ago? And there is a reason for a large majority of the world that there's still so much relatability to these stories we read about in something like the Bible. Our mindsets haven't changed. Like our struggles have not changed as humans. Jealousy has, how long has that existed in this world? And I don't know if that's necessarily something that can evolve. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's with any type of community or any type you're in a group, it's all relationship based. So like jealousy and comparison and love and hate these are all things that are inevitable when you're around others so like in the bible you have all these relationships because there's so many people in this small community that of course there's going to be people that betray of course there's going to be people that form alliances and team up and there's going to be teamwork and help and these are just things that i don't think can go away as long as there are relationships i mean not to get all spiritual but the very first story that takes place in the bible with humans is the fact that this serpent this you know devil is the first thing to make us humans consider that we lacked anything (gasps) if you think about the snake telling adam and eve like hey if you take a bite from this apple you'll know everything so that's already that first planted seed that oh you don't know everything you don't have everything So like from day one as humans, it's been passed down that we lack something, that we lack things. Yeah. So I I don't, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with that. From an animal, no less. (laughs) Snakes aren't even sentient. How are we listening to this freaking snake? Yeah. When we think about scarcity mindset, we think that we don't have as much as someone else or something else. Yeah. That there is more to gain. That is something that has been a part of history for forever. That's and the so other is, thing. Can it change? Right. I think no. But I mean, I think it, you can deal with it better. But yeah. I think it'll always be there. But at the same time, like, why do we want it all? You know, like you just saying it's like you didn't have it. Why do we want it? We don't need everything. It's honestly, true. we're constantly detoxing things out of our lives. <laughs> right. Like we don't need it all and i think that's the same thing with the apple as it is in the makeup industry is one of the most lucrative businesses in the Uh entire economy for years and years and will continue to be because not even to go into like the social constructs of what people should look like or like what the ideal beauty is but if you buy this then you will feel this or if you buy this then you will look this it's like, well, why, why are we not enough right now? Why do we need mm-hmm. this product? Why do we need this product to feel like something we already are inherently? Yeah, like any better about ourselves. It just goes back to like the question of why do you need it all? You don't need it all. You like, sure, you all. want it all, but like, will that really service you? And then like, it also makes me think about just how much stuff we're actually able to get rid of and still be 
fine and functioning and happier even when we can realize we don't need to keep and I'm such a hoarder so it's like I feel like I need to have everything now and honestly like it's actually kind of gotten better my whole relationship with acting and feeling like I need all the jobs right now I think I am finally at a much healthier place with it which I'm very happy about of course I still have this big dream and there are still things that I for sure want to achieve and I'm, I'm still pursuing but does it take up all the real estate in my mind no because it's that mentality of like wanting it all and wanting it now it's the donald glover phenomenon is what i'm gonna call it because he can do this he does so many things but he's never done it all at once oh yeah so he started doing stand-up or maybe even sketch comedy before that right sketch comedy first then stand-up then acting, then music. But Donald Glover has never done all those things at the same time. Mm. Also, I was thinking about another thing when you're talking about like real estate and space. There's a comedian. I I hate that I can't recall who it was, but it's either like freaking, I don't know. You guys look it up. You, you have Google. I think it's Stephen Wright. He has a joke that goes, you can't have everything. Where would you put it? If you had it all, there's nowhere, physically, mentally, emotionally. I like that. There's no place to put everything. You can't have it all. And that's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to not have it all. And you don't get sick of it. Potentially. Hopefully. <laughs> but truly. Potentially. Hopefully. Truly. <laughs> that's like Savage Garden's first cut of that song. And like truly, label. madly, deeply. Nah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. No, but seriously, like... I think it's hard because these are things that you don't think about until you can see it in hindsight. Absolutely. And I mean, it's frustrating because like in the moment you want to understand it now. I know. When you're in the midst of wanting, whether that's wanting a thing that you don't have physically or somebody else's trait or anything, what do you do in that moment when you feel like you're longing for something that you don't have? I don't know if I have an answer to that. I don't know if I've found like a consistent thing that I do. I mean, I journal about it. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I don't know if that's necessarily the solution, but that's an activity that I do to question and dig in. This is kind of a tangent again. A funny thing that I read, I don't remember where. It's like I love that we like ingest a bunch of stuff. We're like, we have no clue what we just watched or read. <laughs> no, this is just like a random quote. Um, the difference between a diary and a journal. A diary is just a list of things that you did that day, whereas like a journal is like it's more thoughtful um mm. like and more introspective of why things happened oh if that makes sense in diaries you just like list things oh interesting like, i don't know if that's true that's just what i read somewhere but journaling that's like someone cooler. defending did journals <laughs> yeah. write that yeah I don't know. <laughs> this is the journals defense <laughs> but i'm an avid journaler so i had to say that because like it's not a diary it's a journal no but like it's important because again i might not have all the answers but i write the questions that i have about how i'm feeling so like i do reread things and something will happen maybe like a week from then and i'll remember that question i had because i'm like wait does this answer that and like that's always a good feeling yeah, I think journaling is a great idea. I was reading a journal of mine the other day, and this is funny because it, it also dealt with jealousy. I was very jealous at the time of this person in my life, and the person exited my life and now is in it again, but not in the same capacity. 
And like, I still have some of these feelings that I haven't dealt with yet. Just taking space helps so much. We got out of each other's lives and that was a godsend that helps so much. But now that we're in each other's lives a little bit, it's like, okay, well now this feeling is still there. So how can I, Mm. how can I work on this jealousy? It's no longer screaming in my face because we're not in the same vicinity, but there is still an element of that. And what is that coming from? If we're talking about journaling, like things that I could do, maybe listing the qualities of what I am jealous of them for, qualities that you wish you had, and then write down maybe three ways in order to improve them for each of the qualities. Yeah. Whether it's like, oh, if I want to be more outgoing, then okay, three things I could do is like strike up a conversation with a stranger or even at the very least smile and make eye contact. Like that could be number one. Well, here's my question though, because I think that that's a great notion But what do you do when you're at a crossroads with going back to this, how you perceive yourself versus how others perceive you? Because you could write down in your journal, oh, this person is really outgoing and like, I would like to be more outgoing. But other people could see you as really outgoing. So then, and just because other people see you as that might not necessarily mean that's what you are, but like there's something about you then that is outgoing because other people can see it. So then there's like a discrepancy then, like this disalignment, is that a word? I don't know, unalignment? Sure. Um, you know, that I'll take both that gap. And so then there's something we need to do to fill in that gap, I guess, because like we might be listing things that we already are. I know. And that, that we already have. Bonkers. We, and then going back to this whole scarcity, like maybe it's not scarcity. Like maybe it is, again, something you already have. You just can't you haven't see it. Ta- yeah. And you haven't taken ownership of it yet. Yeah. So that's what do you, so what do you do then? fascinating. I don't know. I think that's good that you ask your close friends about the strengths because then you know exactly like if that aligns with what you think your strengths are, then you have a good self-awareness, I guess. But I think sometimes we have not only body dysmorphia, but mental and emotional dysmorphia. We just like the same thing you said, we're we're never going to be able to see ourselves like other people see ourselves. But what's more important, how people see us or how we see ourselves? I think it's how we see ourselves. Like maybe someone's constantly told that they're not humble, like that they have an ego, but you yourself, you don't believe that. So in that moment, you're like, well, it's more important what I think of me. True. Well, someone that has a huge ego would say that. (laughs) It's true. Because in that, like, yeah, Yeah. that lacks a little self-awareness. Whereas like someone can tell you multiple times a day that you're beautiful, but then like, if you don't believe that, then... Well, yeah, then, then it's like what we, the other person says is more important. I don't know. Well, I think that if someone were to say something to you that you didn't believe in, you would either not believe them, you'd think they're lying, or you wouldn't be able to take it. You wouldn't be able to understand it, be like someone speaking a different language. Yeah. That's why I think people generally are hard to take compliments because maybe we don't see ourselves like that. If someone told you you're beautiful, but you felt ugly that day, you'd be like, you'd either shrug it off, make a joke about it, or. I don't know, do something else. Self-deprecation. Or or self-deprecate. That's me. Right. But the thing is like, as soon as we can go, like this has happened lately. I felt a shift. The other day, two of my closest friends told me that I looked fit or healthy or something like that. And I was like, thank you so much. I've worked really hard. And I was like, not only did I take a compliment, I feel good because I didn't self-deprecate and I didn't deflect it. Because I have worked so hard and I do feel healthy. So like the fact that I was aligned with what you guys were saying, like the feedback that you were giving me, I was already feeling internally. I was able to hear the compliment. Whereas if someone's like, hey, you're really good at speaking Italian, I'd be like, LOL, (laughs) grazie mille. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I don't speak Italian. So it'd be a huge joke. Do you to not? Me. <laughs> it'd be a huge joke or I would brush it off because that's untrue. It's incongruent with the reality. Yeah. But the fact is, if your reality internally is the same as what you are on the outside, then that's alignment. Is that the answer to the question is to find alignment? Is that the only way to be able to deal with versions of ourselves that is internal and external? I don't know. But then how do we, I mean, how do we align? Yeah. How do we align? (laughs) I mean, there's this could go on forever. But I will say that, like, if we can get aligned, like, I think it does kind of at least answer a bit of that scarcity mentality because then we start to acknowledge effort and hard work and the things that we have or are and perhaps gives us a little less to be jealous about if we can own up to the strengths that we already inherently have and even the ones that we're working on and turn a blind eye to when we feel well you know i don't want to say turn a blind eye because i think looking at something is the first step in understanding what's behind that so if you're jealous you can create distance without turning your back on it So create distance enough to look at it and go, okay, what's the note behind the note? I'm jealous. Why am I jealous? Now that I can understand the reason behind it, what do I do about it? It's like, (laughs) here I come with the stupid metaphors. I can't wait. Okay, who said mine were done? Okay, I didn't. You're right. (laughs) Yours weren't actually. They just came out of left field. It's like having one of those extra long binocular, you know, that like you yes. pull it out and uh-huh. you just, it like gets really, really long. They're always like really funny. It's in like cartoons. an inspector gadget. Like I, yeah. So you can, so you can step really far back. Oh yes. But you're taking a very close look at the thing. Yeah. But you're very far away from it. Yeah, it's got to be a telephoto lens. Yeah. It's got to be really. One of those. Yeah. Like the paparazzi lens. Like you can get really far away, but you can see super close up. Yeah. We got to see the pores on this jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got to get a black clay mask to put over it. Yes. Pull immediately out the- upsell the beauty products. Pull out the gunk in those pores and then get a skin tightening mask oh my god to then close those yeah it's pores. two for one you get a you get a discount if you order both the clay mask and the skin tightening treatment of course i think that's good okay let's end this with one tip of advice on jealousy we both get one tip <gasps> no we'll end like this oh did you have something to say no okay oh, i was just like three stressed. words only you only get three words to give an, a piece of advice on jealousy um okay journal grace kindness okay grace or space oops that's four i think journal space kindness because kindness and grace kind of are the same yeah okay so journal space kindness i like that my three words are ask yourself why are the three words supposed to go together oh because you made a sentence i usually do you can you want to do it again mine was a hodgepodge you can do a hodgepodge does it make sense journal space kindness that works okay you'll just have to figure it out for yourself wait i want to hear okay i didn't thread it together just for me i want to hear the logic behind those three words no no no. i already i can understand (laughs) (laughs) no no i can i can see where you went from a to b to z um i want to hear the if you had a sentence version of three words only oh um i guess um not the same (gasps) oh 
I love it. I get where I'm going with that. And I, I, I only think about that because I'm thinking about something you said earlier about like, you know, you see someone have something and then like we try to get it and it just doesn't fit the same way. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. fit or feel the feel. It might not feel the way for us as it did for them. It's a different thing because it's a different one. It's a different. We're it's just a different two, body. We're just two different people. Yeah. Like I could want a job that my friend has, but it might not be for me. Not the same. Not the same. Our millions of tangents today have let us we got it we got here somehow got here if people want to hear more of just you without me involved where can people find you on the internet i guess i'm most active currently on instagram the gram at suki styles if you have children you wrote a children's book oh yeah if you have children or if you just enjoy little collectibles i do have a children's book for sale that will be on sale forever i think um for as long as the internet lasts whoa it's called life lessons with libra ryan it's illustrated by the incredible Naz Power. I wrote it to essentially have a children's book where I got to see someone like me Aww. as the lead because you don't really get to see a lot of like little Asian kids as the main central figure in a little book. And you say you don't contribute. Yeah, that's my one contribution to the world so far. Um, <laughs> for little can, Asian girls little everywhere. Little Asian girls everywhere. <laughs> but it's it's a great read for girls and guys. And it's got a great message. But you can get that on lulu.com. Or you can get it on Amazon. As if we haven't supported right. Amazon enough today. <laughs> like, along with everything else that's on yeah. its way to your doorstep. Oh my God, we've all got problems. But that's why this podcast exists. Exactly. If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age and we will do the best we really can at the time we're doing it. It also sounds like, like a rash cream. <laughs> a, sti- a sticky situation oh, or like a, a burning. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That is so yeasty of me. <laughs> so yeasty. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should change that. Huh. Anyway. when we No, just- that's just because I'm over 30 and thinking about those things. <laughs> I know. That's literally me with fiber. I don't think anyone at the age of 21 is like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We'll see you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>